Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stangy, and I am one of the managing partners of Stangy Law Firm. Well, welcome today. Welcome to uh, today's topic on Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. The topic is domestic violence laws in Missouri could strengthen. It's a really interesting topic, uh, one that I think a lot of the folks out there probably don't know a lot about as it relates to Missouri law. It kind of deals with a, a new law that was passed in 2007 that, that appears to have basically gone into effect in 2009. Uh, and then there's been a, a recent proposal uh, to this law as well, which we're going to get into. But uh, uh, before we get to the topic, I should state, as I always do, this, which is the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements and that the information you obtain today in this podcast is general in nature and it may not apply to a specific factual legal circumstance. Therefore, if you need legal advice, you should obviously consult an attorney who is licensed and competent to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right. Well, again, welcome to uh, today's episode on Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. Uh, the title, again, is Domestic Violence Laws in Missouri Could Strengthen. It's a really interesting topic. Uh, this is uh, based on a blog entry on our blog, DivorceLawyerStLouisMoe.com. Uh, the date of the entry is February 6, 2014. The title of the article, again, is Divorce domestic violence laws in Missouri could strengthen. So I would tell anybody uh, listening to this episode, if you want to follow up on it, uh, definitely read the article itself. Uh, The article takes uh, the listeners to a a link, which also has another story uh, on this topic. And it's a really interesting topic, uh, definitely one um, that folks will want to listen to if they haven't heard of this topic. But, I mean, in essence, uh, the topic is this. Obviously, domestic violence is is a serious problem. Um, you know, nobody likes domestic violence. It's a bad thing. I think probably any listener out there, any rational listener at least, could agree that you know, domestic violence isn't good. It's not good for kids. It's not good for the individual who's being abused. And that, you know, there's just no question that, you know, we want laws out there that ensure that domestic violence doesn't happen, or at least it's kept to an absolute minimum, and that victims of domestic violence, that they've got protections, that they have safeguards, uh, that there's ways that they could protect themselves. And so, I mean, I think in a general sense, I just can't imagine that there's not anybody out there that can't get behind that general concept that uh, domestic violence is not a good thing, uh, definitely something that's completely unacceptable uh, and shouldn't be allowed in the society. Um, so, So that's kind of the premise of this law that went into effect in 2007. Uh, in 2007, uh, what was called the Safe at Home program became law, and it uh, it became law on August 28, 2007. And the info I'm getting this from, by the way, is the Missouri Secretary of State's webpage. So, you know, listeners out there can follow up on the Missouri Secretary of State's webpage as well. But the Safe at Home program became law on August 28, 2007. Um, and it's codified in the Missouri statutes in sections 589-660 through 589-683. And then there's rules as well that have been codified uh, that help implement uh, this legislation. But the goal of the Safe at Home program was to help survivors 
of domestic violence, rape, sexual assault, or stalking uh, who have relocated or are about to relocate in an effort, in essence, to be safe, uh, to get away uh, from the the assailants or the individuals who's perpetrating the domestic violence upon them. And so that was really the goal behind the law. And again, all the details in the law uh, can really be find, uh, found on the Missouri Secretary of State's uh, webpage. And, and again, the statutes 589-660 through 589-683 uh, of the Missouri Revised Statutes, that could be Googled, and anybody could read the statute itself, and it'll give you a ton more detail than what we're going to go into in today's uh, episode. Um, but, but in essence, let's kind of go through this. Um, in 2009, and I referenced 2009 at the beginning of this podcast, but in 2009, the Missouri State Highway Patrol reported over 38,000 incidents of domestic and sexual violence. Uh, nationally, the U.S. Department of Justice estimated only about half of the incidents of intimate partner violence is reported to law enforcement, which means there's a lot of domestic violence out there that takes place uh, that never, ever gets reported. And so what the Safe at Home program did is it created this confidentiality program where survivors of sexual assault, rape, stalking, and domestic violence could substitute a mailing address through the Secretary of State's office. And then the Secretary of State's office would do would, would forward participants' first-class mail certified mail, another court document to them to help keep their location confidential. And again, the goal behind this is that way the perpetrator of the domestic violence uh, won't be able to victimize uh, the victim any longer. And so, again, it's a, it's a substitute address that's used that way, you know, somebody can't can't look up where their victim is at and continue to perpetrate more domestic violence on them. So, I mean, again, I mean, I think the overall premise, uh, a good one, and I can't imagine anybody not being behind this uh, uh, really in a broad general sense. I mean, I'm not sure why anybody wouldn't be behind this program, but, but uh, definitely, definitely a good thing. And, and like I say, in society, we don't want domestic violence. So let's get to the, the specifics of the article uh, there's been a new proposal to this article to even strengthen it and give it more teeth. And, uh, again, according to our blog entry and according to this article that it cites, uh, which you can find a link to, a state senator by the name of Gina Walsh uh, proposed a bill. And uh, basically what the bill does is this, which is uh, abusers, you know, sometimes can be persistent in trying to find their victim so they can perpetrate more uh, domestic violence. And, and what this proposal will do if passed uh, is 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 create a class D felony for individuals who who attempt to violate this law. So somebody who is trying to violate the law, find the address of their victim to perpetrate more domestic violence. Uh, her proposal is that they can be charged with a class D felony. And I looked this up. Uh, you know, at our firm we don't do you know we don't do criminal law. We do family law. Uh, but looking at the statute, Section 558.011, a Class D felony uh, can result in a prison term not to exceed four years. So so this puts some real teeth uh, to this law if it passes and uh, would create a huge uh, disincentive for, for an individual to uh, continue to seek somebody out to perpetrate more domestic violence. So that, I mean, that's the law itself. 
Um, uh, the Senate uh, bill is 710. And if you read uh, the article, which is linked from our blog entry, you can go to it. You can actually read uh, read the proposal in it, which is one one addition uh, to the law, uh, which would in essence give teeth to it, or an enforcement mechanism, which would make this a class D felony. So, uh, definitely interesting. Uh, definitely an interesting proposal. Uh, definitely provides more teeth uh, to this legislation. And, and obviously, <clears throat> we don't really have any idea at this point whether this would pass or not, uh, whether there's going to be some resistance out there to this law or not. I would imagine, I mean, who knows for sure, uh, but you'd imagine there wouldn't be a ton of resistance to this. I mean, again, if we're trying to protect domestic violence victims uh, from you know, being victimized any longer, uh, you need some sort of tease, some sort of punishment to those who attempt to violate the law. So it'll be definitely really interesting to see how this turns out and how it shakes out. You know, on the flip end, I'd say the only uh, possible concern that immediately comes to my mind, and again, I'm not in the legislature, and there might be more details to this that, that I'm not uh, aware of, or maybe there's something out there I'm not envisioning, but in terms of custody cases, I guess the only real question is going to be is this, is, you know, there's a lot of custody cases sometimes um, uh, where one party flees, they keep the kids, they keep the kids um, from, in essence, uh, the other parent. And, and so, at least for me as a family law attorney, that would be one concern I would have with the bill, which is, you know, you, you wouldn't want individuals to use this legislation um, is a way to deny custody rights to the other parent. Now, I'm sure the, the sponsors of the bill probably have some sort of response to that. Maybe there's something they've thought about in particular as it relates to the bill in that regard. Um, but for me, practically, that's one concern I would have about the legislation. And then, obviously, you get you get into another issue as well. Is if you if you read the bill um, and you read the current law. You know, I think maybe one of the other dilemmas out there is, is what I mean. What individuals do is, yes, and go to the Secretary of State's webpage. Uh, some paperwork submitted uh, to the to, to, in essence, the Secretary of State to get into the Safe at Home program. And I guess the other the other thing that maybe the legislature wants to take a hard look at, maybe they've already done it. I'm just not aware of it. But you know, on some level, there's got to be some element of verification too, because what you wouldn't want in terms of a child custody perspective is having one parent um, maybe trumping up allegations uh, to use this bill to shield the kids from the other parent uh, when maybe there's no verification that anything has happened. And so that would be another practical concern that uh, I think, you know, in terms of this legislation ought to be at least looked at. Uh, again, domestic violence, terrible domestic violence, a horrible thing. Nobody wants domestic violence in the society. So, I mean, I think the overall premise of this uh, law, very good as a whole, uh, makes a ton of sense. We need to cut down on domestic violence in the society. Like I said, on the other hand, the thing to balance this against is, you know, it, it, I don't think anybody would want this bill to be used as a shield uh, to trump up allegations to keep kids away from the other parent when maybe nothing, maybe there was a, a situation where there wasn't domestic violence. Because oftentimes, you know, I can say in doing a lot of order protections uh, through the years, oftentimes there will be these outlandish allegations, and then when you get into it, it's discovered that there's really not much to it. And sometimes, you know, an order of protection, for example, uh, can be abused for a party to get a quick 
custody order when maybe nothing nothing happened at all, or at least nothing happened worthy of an order of protection. So, listen, definitely a really interesting uh, bill. Uh, the Safe at Home program, something I'm not sure that a lot of the folks out there know a whole lot about. Again, is a at the conclusion of this episode, if you want to find out more about it, again, go to divorcelawyerstlouismo.com. Uh, check out our blog entry, uh, February 6, 2014, titled D- Domestic Violence Laws in Missouri Could Strengthen. Read that, and then you can take a link uh, at the bottom of the blog entry to, to another article, which will tell you more about it. This is on the KSMU's webpage, and from there you can actually get a link to read the bill itself. But uh, definitely an interesting article. Uh, definitely something that, uh, you know, to the domestic violence victims out there, uh, you definitely want to take a look at this law because this law uh, can help protect you from domestic violence and, and ensure that uh, you won't be victimized in the future. So definitely something which everybody should be aware. All right. Well, that concludes today's episode of Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Thanks to all the listeners for tuning in, and we'll see you next time for our next exciting episode on Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today.